Welcome to the Kingdom Sports Podcast, where we ask the question, which kingdom will you choose, man's kingdom or God's kingdom? And now, here are your hosts, Chad Bonham and Coach Ron Brown. Welcome back to another edition of the Kingdom Sports Podcast. I'm your co-host, Chad Bonham, joined again by Coach Ron Brown. Coach, how you doing today? Great, Chad. How you doing, man? doing well and it's always great we, we do a lot of uh, conversations with people by phone it's so much better when we get a chance to actually speak to people in person and that's what we're blessed to have today with Kirby Myers who is the FCA campus director at the Naval Academy Kirby welcome on the show we thank you so really much. appreciate your time appreciate it so so Kirby tell me a little bit about your background in uh, sports ministry how did that even start in the first place yeah, well, uh, I would say, you know, grew up playing sports, and then um, when I was a sophomore in high school, we got a new basketball coach. He was also a tennis coach and uh, taught math, and, and one of the first things he did as he got to our high school was started FCA uh, at Covington High School in Covington, Indiana, and so I had heard about FCA. I didn't know a lot about it, but I was an athlete. I was running cross-country and track, playing basketball. Um, I'd been a Christian since young age. And I heard fellowship and knew there would be food there. And I was like, I'm in. This sounds like a ministry for me. And so yeah, I always say that uh, Terry Field, who was that coach who started FCA at our high school, he's the earthly reason that I'm in sports ministry today because of his obedience to the Lord to, to start that ministry on our campus. So I'm very grateful for him. You know, uh, Curb, you and I have had an opportunity to get together numerous times. And I've been out to the Naval Academy, hung out with you two or three times there spoken to the team and we've watched them practice and so forth and of course you're you're around it all the time but man they are really a disciplined football team I mean yeah. I always feel like uh, you know what they may not have quite the athletes that a, a number of the major schools do but on any given Saturday they can take you out because they're so disciplined mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you're around Kirby all this training but you yourself have been trained. You've been trained at the Master's Seminary, you, 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 uh, one of the world-renowned Bible institutions. Um, talk to us a little bit about the concept of training, what that looks like for the unbeliever, what that looks like for the believer, maybe some of those differences. Yeah. Well, yeah, I am thankful uh, to have attended the Master's Seminary and uh, just all the tools, all the training that I got there to to teach the Bible, preach the Bible. and. And so that's what I did for 12 years. I was a pastor in Indiana and then uh, really believed the Lord was calling us to FCA ministry on a college campus at the Naval Academy. And, uh, you know, some of my uh, pastoral friends, they kind of scratched their heads when I told them I was leaving the church to go on staff with FCA. But really, I get to do pastoral ministry on a college campus. And I'm doing really the same things I did for 12 years in a church in a college setting. And so uh, I guess, you know, I love athletes, and uh, Tuesday night is our big night during the week, our worship service, really, where athletes come together for a huddle meeting. And so there's a mixed group. There are they are going to be unbelievers there. They're going to be believers there. And uh, my goal is just to preach the gospel uh, to anyone who's there and, and to get the word of God into their hearts. That is always my goal. And rather than telling jokes or stories or skits, you know, the word of God is what's going to change them. And so... I'm going to approach that the same way with an unbeliever or a believer. Um, and, and I think the training that I received and, and doing pastoral ministry with an unbeliever, you know, just uh, loving people with the love of Christ that don't know him and uh, that they would, you know, 
pray uh, that I w- that God would change their hearts and bring him, draw him to himself. And then for those who do know the Lord, yeah, that is, I, I think that's where God's really called me, just discipleship, a lot of one-on-one uh, meetings with athletes and, and trying to pour into them, um, trying to teach them what I have learned and uh, pour it into them that they might be changed and conformed to the image of Christ. Well, we were just having a conversation just recently about discipleship and about how uh, there's some steps before you even get to discipleship. You know, first, you actually have to have a relational outreach opportunity. Secondly, you have to lead them to Christ, obviously. Right. Uh, and then you can start into discipleship. Talk about the steps that lead us to discipleship and what that looks like for you uh, in sports ministry. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would say, you know, like I usually during a school year, during a semester, I'm meeting with 12 to 15 guys one-on-one. And a lot of that came just guys started coming to me as soon as I got on campus and saying, will you mentor me? Uh, will you meet with me? And can we study the book of John or can we go over something together? And uh, so but there are guys that I've met with before. They've just said, hey, I want to know more about what it means to be a Christian. And so those are evangelistic opportunities. I wouldn't define that as discipleship because they're not yet a disciple of Jesus Christ. So my goal is that they would become a disciple, that they would trust Christ as their Lord and Savior, put their faith in him alone, and then we can begin the discipleship process of just walking them through of what it means to be a Christian, what a Christian looks like, what, is, what does a Christian do, and um, just the importance, again, of, of the Bible and the Word of God. And so once they come to that point, once they have trusted in Christ as their Savior, uh, I want to help them. I mean, I think a great book Mark Dever has written recently on discipling, or uh, I think it's called discipling. And what is a disciple? It's, or what is discipling? It is helping others follow Jesus Christ. It's really simple. That's what it is. And so that's, that's what I'm trying to do is, is walk with young men and, and helping them follow Christ and helping them know what that looks like. Kirby, um, you know, there's a, so you, you've described what you're doing on a pretty weekly basis with these players, these athletes, and I'm assuming they're athletes football and a variety, yeah, a variety of, of sports, sports for yeah. sure um is it is it what what how, what is the process of being able to get that discipleship into action in other words it, it probably starts with whatever sport that they're in that practice that day and so forth you're going through let's say the book of john uh, what what is your how do you get these athletes to get their minds um, moving past the Bible study and onto the field. Is there any type of uh, thought process that goes in that for you? Is that a, I, I know that's for me as I'm doing that with, with the players that I see. Man, that is something that keeps me awake at night. Mm-hmm. What? How do I help them, Lord, to understand that this there has to be a doing of that word? Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, obviously there is great joy when someone comes to you and says, hey, um, I just remember this my first year, uh, one of the basketball players was like, hey, I grew up in the church, grew up going to church, but it wasn't until you came and started FCA that I really became a follower of Jesus. And now would you meet with me and, and help me grow in my walk with Christ? And so that is, that's a thrill, right? When you have someone who wants that from you and mm. they want to meet with you and, and they're saying, pour into me and they, and they buy a little notebook and yeah. they're, they're writing down everything you say. That's a real joy. But that's not where it stops. I want to see that athlete then go back to his teammates, 
you know, that circle of influence that he is with and say, this is what I've learned. And I want to take what I've learned and, and bring this to the team. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, because you, I mean, I'm one guy, I have one other staff guy with me there. We can't be in every place. We can't be in every locker room and every team meeting and, and just on the road as those guys are traveling to athletic events. But if I can meet with a couple guys from one, from the basketball team, a couple guys from uh, the football team and pour into them, what kind of change can they make uh, with their sphere of influence? So that's pretty exciting for sure. I love that, you know, Kerb, because one of the things I, re I was reading in the book of Daniel recently and just how the Babylonians came in and coached, captured uh, the Israels made, Israelites, made them slaves. But Daniel and his buddies, you know, they had a they had an ulterior game plan that was much higher than slavery and being just learning the new language. They weren't going to get brainwashed. They put a stake in the ground and they teamed up together and they formulated a unity over the truth of God and still was able to deliver the goods. Um, obviously, not everybody at the Naval Car Academy is a Christian. Correct. But you're able to identify those Christians and begin this discipleship process that moves into multiplication. So preparing your athletes to disciple one another, is that part of the agenda that you have? The locker room, on the field, even to fellow coaches, um, are, you, uh, are you actively engaged in those kind of scenarios and having those kind of conversations? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely the goal. Again, I, I don't want it to stop with, hey, we met together for the last four years and we read through John and Romans and Acts yeah. and yeah, you've grown as a, as a, uh, as a Christian, but what have you done about that? I, and so just as someone discipled me, now I'm discipling others. We want to see that multiplication continue, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, again, I, I, I think that's what uh, keeps you awake at night, but that's what I would say, that's what gets me up in the morning. That's what mm -hmm. gets me excited as I approach my sixth year of ministry there to know that we can really have an impact for the kingdom of God through teams just by, by discipling young men. We'll be right back with more from the Kingdom Sports Podcast right after this. Coaches, if you're serious about leading your athletes for God's glory, then check out Philippians, the Christ-pursuing coach by Ryan Limbaugh. This Bible study and workbook is a guided tour through the Apostle Paul's letter to the Philippians and will help coaches apply the Word of God to every detail of team leadership. To pick up your copy and watch supplemental videos from Coach Ron Brown, visit kingdomsports.online. Kerb, I, when you're at the, the Naval Academy, uh, I've been thinking, wow, we, we pro programs across the country are inviting uh, military people in all the time to, let's say, help inspire a football team or a basketball team or a volleyball team, what have you, for a few days. And they take them through these strenuous activities, training regimes, challenging their leadership, challenging their, their gut, who they are when the, when the chips are down and all of that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's really kind of a man-centered, you can kind of gain your own power. Um, is there a place for the Christian to be trained rigorously and help them to understand that there is a Christ power that they're calling on that is every bit as intense and even more intense than just the military or any other group out there that's trying to do it in man's way. Yeah, I, I sure hope so. <laughs> I mean, that's why I believe we're there as Fellowship Christian Athletes. Um, I'm really grateful because 
you know, I, I really, we're right outside of a track here as we're recording this, and I feel like God has called me to run in the lane of, of reaching athletes and coaches for Christ. That's, that's where God would want me to run. But I realize even at a place like the Naval Academy, 4,200 midshipmen being trained to be officers in the Marine Corps or in the United States Navy, not every one of them are interested in athletics. Not all of them are competing uh, in athletics and at a varsity level. And so thankfully, we have other ministries who are trying to do the same thing. And uh, good Protestant ministries, uh, men who, who believe the Bible is the inspired word of God and, and believe in doing biblical ministry. And so I'm thankful that we have other groups that, are, that we partner with together that are doing those things. And that's a real blessing to know you have uh, teammates on that campus. So I think, I think if you're a, a midshipman at the Naval Academy and you wanna grow in your walk with Christ and you really wanna know the Christ of the Bible, there are ample opportunities to do that. What are the barriers to discipleship? And what I mean by that is um, from the perspective of the person who is called to do the discipling, uh, maybe from your perspective, what you've experienced, also just looking across the spectrum culturally in our world today, what are some of the barriers that we seem to have that keep us from properly discipling others? And what are some of the, uh, the ways you see that we can overcome those, those obstacles? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, we're going we're gonna to give excuses. Uh, I think time is going to be one, right? Like, I, I don't have time for that. I've got so many other things going on. Um, and then I think just too like how how important is your relationship with Christ to you? I mean, do you do you see those around you who don't know Christ as those who are on their way to hell? I mean, does that does that keep you awake at night? Does that burden you? Does that bother you? And so um, I think we really have to be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm with Coach Brown many times and and his Bible is always marked up. You know, I know he's reading the Bible. The Bible is meaningful to him and. Um, but how many Christians do we have that say, yes, I love the Lord and I love his word, but how much time are we really spending in that and being reminded of our calling, uh, as we're here to camp this week and thinking about the theme, the, the great commission that as we are going, we should be making disciples. And, and, and Jesus said that to the, to the 11, right before he ascended back to the father. But that's for all of us, for all of us who would claim to be followers of Jesus that is our calling to, to go and make disciples, but we need to make that priority. We need to be reminded of what the word of God says. I mean, that's, that's what God has called us to do. You know, there's a, you, you reminded me of a, a statement that I heard recently from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, but he made this statement uh, that he was willing to follow Jesus to the end with neither conditions or excuses getting in the way. And I, I, and I feel like, man, sometimes when I hear some of these men, when I read some of the scripture to Kirby, I, I, I feel embarrassed of myself, how comfortable I've made myself, how convenient we've made it. Um, and we, we have conditions. I will preach the gospel as long as I don't get in trouble. Mm. I'll preach the gospel as long as I don't lose my stuff. Yeah. Um, or, um, well, I didn't preach it that day because, you know, we had this, we had that. I didn't have the time. I didn't have this. Well, yeah, my wife has always said this. Uh, Ron, you really end up every day doing what you really wanted to do. Yeah, and yeah. she's right. That mm-hmm. dear old lady is is right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that means, Ron, get the garbage out. <laughs> no excuses. Yeah. No conditions. Yeah, I think I think one of those barriers, as you asked that question a minute ago, is are we willing to 
count the cost because we've all seen books on the cost of discipleship, right? The cost of following Jesus. There is a great cost. Mm. Um, are you willing to pay that cost in this earthly life mm. for eternal rewards? Mm. And, and to hear, I mean, are we, are we more concerned with pleasing, pleasing God than getting our stuff and being satisfied? Are we more concerned with hearing those words from Christ, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your reward? I hope so. You were talking earlier about, well, we were talking about the barriers, and I wonder sometimes if part of it is that people don't feel equipped to, to disciple someone. You don't have to go to seminary, you know, necessarily, like a lot of people do, and it's wonderful to have that opportunity, but what would you say to someone who doesn't feel equipped and what they can do to feel more equipped and more empowered to take on the role uh, of the discipler? Yeah. in that relationship? That's a great question. You know, it's interesting because uh, after I graduated from seminary in California, was hoping to go back to the Midwest and, and pastor a church there, and God just didn't open the doors there. And so I went up to Bellingham, Washington for a year, and I was a student ministries pastor there. And then a just uh, a series of events were causing us to leave that church, and, and I had this desire to go back to the Midwest where I was from, and, and uh, there was an opportunity to go and and start a church, uh, do a church plant. And even then, after having gone to seminary and been in, involved in ministry in, in a ver variety of positions, I didn't feel equipped to go be a senior pastor. I think I was 31. And I sat down with a guy who, named Jim George who used to be on staff of the Master Seminary. And, and he said, Kirby, you may not feel like you know enough, but you're going to know more than the average person in the congregation. So get out there and, and pastor a church. He really challenged me. And I think... If we could all have that mindset that, hey, I don't know as much as I would like to, or I haven't been to, to Bible college, I haven't been to seminary, I, I wish I knew the Bible more, I wish I knew the Bible like that guy, but we're, there's, there's probably someone in our life, in our sphere that we can find who doesn't know much, and we can take what we have learned and entrust that to, to faithful men. And so I think it's just a matter of, of finding someone that hey, you're a new believer, you don't know much, I don't know that much either, but I'm going to tell you what I've learned, and uh, let's walk through, let's read through the gospel of John together, let's read through the gospel of Mark, and let's do life together, and let's learn from each other. I, I've been amazed in my five years at the Naval Academy, as I've met one-on-one -on -one with young men, how much I have learned from, from these young men who haven't known the Lord very long, but they have the same spirit of God, right, and so that's been a blessing too, to to pick up things from them as as we read together what what they have learned, what God has done in their life. And so I think we just need to get out there, get out on the water, enter those disciple relationships and uh, see what God will do. We'll be right back with more from the Kingdom Sports Podcast right after this. Athletes, are you feeling the pressure to succeed in today's performance-driven world? Then check out the Discipleship Edition of the Handbook on Athletic Perfection. Learn from sports ministry expert Wes Neal as he introduces biblical principles into athletics and shows you how to have the right attitude and behavior in competition. You'll learn how to change your thinking and what it means to do sports God's way. To pick up your copy and watch supplemental videos from Coach Ron Brown, visit kingdomsports.online. So Kirby, you're, you're a chaplain and you do the expected job of delivering the word, you're given permission to do that. Um, the average coach, the Christian coach, let's say, in a public school 
is not commissioned to do that. In fact, that average coach has been told, hey, there's some stringence on this situation. Your advice to, because uh, you're in, a, in one of those environments, your advice to the coach who loves the Lord Jesus Christ, who wants to see uh, the kingdom of God advanced in the lane that he's been called in, the, the area of the sport that he's been assigned to, your advice to him in getting that message across, particularly after you're not expected to be delivering biblical information to your team. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I've never been in a role like that. Uh, I've always been in ministry positions where that's been my job to mm -hmm. preach the gospel, right? And um, I know there might be some persecution and ridicule and things like that, but I don't ever feel like my job's been on the line. And so I really uh, can sympathize with those coaches and teachers in public settings uh, where there is that factor. But I would say, you know, as Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, we make it our ambition to be pleasing to Christ, right? Men have a lot of ambitions out there. Is it your ambition to be pleasing to Christ? And so that's what I would say to that coach. And, and uh, I was just having breakfast with a coach this morning who is coaching in a public school. He's been very successful as a football coach. Um, and he said he's never had one complaint about talking about the Lord and uh, from one parent. And, uh, you know, and I asked him, I said, are you in meetings? Are you, are you talking about the Lord? Are you talking about God's word in those meetings? And he said, yes, I am. And so I really appreciate that. Um, do we love Christ more than we love our things? Do we love Christ more than we love position, uh, comforts and things like that? So I think there is a, a wisdom there of, of how to navigate those things, but um, you need to be who you are and you need to think wherever I've, I've, been, I've been called, wherever the Lord has placed me, I wanna make it my ambition to be pleasing to him. I wanna be salt, I wanna be light. I want others to come to know Jesus Christ. Yeah, Peter and John, we can't help yeah. but speak of yeah. the things Acts that we've four, seen right? and heard. Yeah, yeah. here you go. Yeah. Well, talk about the future. <clears throat> when you look at the future of, of discipleship in, the, in our nation and in sports ministry, um, obviously I know that you've uh, been excited to see what's been happening with Kingdom Sports and, and, uh, and this ministry's um, emphasis on discipleship. Talk about you know ministries like Kingdom Sports, what you see as the future of discipleship, and, and are you hopeful that we're going to see a revival in this concept of discipleship in sports ministry and what that might look like. Yeah, I am. And, and I've seen this um, really start to penetrate some of our FCA camps across the country. Um, I'm a part of a FCA college conference in the mid-Atlantic region. And, and this is something, you know, when we started this camp four years ago, I said, this has to be an element of what we do, doing sports God's way, you know, training athletes, uh, to compete in a way that would glorify and honor God. And, and so I've seen, I've seen a great growth in this mindset of, you know, when you're competing, that you're, you're actually thinking about, am I doing this, am I doing this for the glory of God and, and, and getting athletes to, to think on these things, right, as they're competing. And so I am very hopeful. I'm thankful for Kingdom Sports. I'm thankful for FCA and, and other sports ministries that, are really turning to this and, and really trying to see revival in that area. Uh, I think, you know, if you're a, if you're a businessman, you're a lawyer, you're um, a doctor or whatever else you do, you're going to go into that profession saying, 
I'm going to do today what I do for the glory of God and, and uh, how I treat people, how I talk to people. And I think it should be the same in athletics. When I'm on the field or I'm in the court or on the track or on the mat, wherever I am, how can I be thinking about God? How can I be thinking about how to glorify him in everything that I do, right? Paul says, in all that you do, right? Mm. Yeah. You know, Kirby, uh, I just want to thank you, man, for your faithfulness. And it's specifically at the Naval Academy. I know you've been a variety of different places. But I say that because I think a lot of people really believe that the buck stops with our military or our government or some political persuasion. But the buck doesn't stop there. The buck stops with the Almighty God. And it starts, I am the, the Alpha and the Omega. And everything in between, Jesus is. And to have a man like you on that campus that reminds people that there is a higher authority than even the, the, the dignified military that we have uh, is essential and crucial. And that Christ, no matter what, no matter how many nations we've conquered, no how much influence we have, no matter how bad it ever gets, um, the world will have to answer to Jesus Christ. And yeah. if those young men and women there on that campus are considering Christ because of you, man, what a great investment. Well, I'm just extremely thankful uh, for the opportunity to be there, and uh, I'm getting ready to start my sixth school year, and I'm just, I'm grateful that the door has been open at a place like the Naval Academy, uh, where I can walk on that campus and do ministry, and uh, you know, FCA is the vehicle that gets me on that campus, and so I'm very grateful for that. I, I pray that that door would be, would remain open for a long, long time, uh, because that's, that's where I believe God has called me, and uh, to be able to go there every day, uh, to drive on that institution with a Department of Defense badge, and, and to park my car and, and go, I'm going to go meet with athletes today and, and do biblical ministry is, is such uh, a gift from God. I'm very grateful. Well, we're thankful that you are there, and we'll, we're thankful that you were here with us today, Kirby. Thanks for being a part of this show, and thanks for sharing your story. And, and we just want to um, uh, help your voice encourage others to, uh, to do what they've been called to do, to make disciples. And so thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. And uh, Coach, thank you for being here as always. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time on another edition of the Kingdom Sports Podcast. To learn more about doing sports God's way, visit our website at kingdomsports.online, where you'll find transformational resources such as Sports Parables by Coach Brown. Please join us next time for another edition of the Kingdom Sports Podcast.